This is Wessler Media. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Well, welcome to Your Next Step. Today, uh, it's uh, Pastor Doug hello, and myself here, and we're talking about the lessons that we've been looking at. We've been talking about low power mode. And, you know, when I talk to people, there's we're just kind of drained. You know how your uh, your phone sometimes will say, hey, you know, you've got no power left. We're going to put you in low power mode. And I think that's the way we're operating as human beings a lot lately. We just... We feel like we're in low power mode. Do you think that? Well, I, I I think that's probably true in general, but of course, with the 2019, 2020 events, uh, I think it made it even worse. My wife was telling me yesterday, she said, I think everybody has become lazy. I, I agree. I, I think that's one of the things we're talking about. I think the only area that we don't have low power mode is when driving. I believe that driving has gotten faster. Maybe that's why we're in low power mode. Maybe the reason we're driving so fast is we're trying to make up for the fact that we're already behind and we like we like oh man I got to get there I'm late and I've been moving so slow all morning I'm I'm so lazy. I don't know, but so today we were talking about how just what happens to your body when you get into low power mode and um I think I think the reason your phone says we're going into low power mode is to conserve and, 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 you know, it's, it's trying to help you keep going a little bit. And I, I think that's why rest becomes important. I think that uh, there's other things that are going on that we need to, to deal with in our life. Uh, in this lesson, we talked about what's draining us. And, and I identified three things. Let's, let's talk about them for a second. Number one is trauma. Mm-hmm. Number two is skepticism. And number three is is isolation. I'm guilty of all three. Yeah. And I, I think, well, I'm, I don't mean to say, yeah, yes, you Doug are doing that. I'm saying, I, I think we're all guilty of it. I think that, um, well, the enemy wants to push it upon us. Yeah. So it's, it's not even just that we would choose this or fall into this, but we always have to be aware there's an adversary that would like to entrap us in this. Well, I, I, so let's talk about trauma first. Okay. okay. Because, um, what are some of the traumas that that people are experiencing? Yes, we're aware of the the healthcare trauma that COVID created. Okay, that's a trauma. But um, you know, I, I was watching on the news. They're they're talking about an election in a certain city, and a certain person, you know, doesn't get reelected, and all the all the crime that's gone on in that city. They're they're saying that the problems in the schools and the crime in that city, and, and you know, I, I think. There's a trauma that's got on in, in that area. What are some of the traumas you think of? Personal conflict. I mean, you know, sometimes you can have a relationship go so bad that you say, oh, I, I'm not even risking that again. I don't want that to happen again. So that yeah. kind of, you know, where even if it didn't end 
I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it doesn't even have to be that bad of an ending. It's just bad enough that you're like, I don't think I can risk that again. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, um, a relationship break up, you know, and, and that's, I think that's why some people choose the world's answer to that is, well, then, then don't get into a relationship. And right. so they, they have a couple options there. They say, well, just move in with somebody, you know, or they say, just never have a relationship on a permanent basis. And then there's the whole hookup world, which I don't know anything about and don't want to. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, exactly. it just, it just seems to me like trauma after trauma after trauma. Yeah. Where you uh, get desensitized to the trauma and aren't even aware of it anymore. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming. I just, I think that, um, I, I just can't imagine having a person, uh, take advantage of me that way. I wouldn't, so that's that's that. Then then the second area we talk about skepticism and I just feel like you know we've become so polarized that there's this constant skepticism and this is draining us. We don't trust the news, we don't trust uh the people in our life and so this is why we're in low power mode and then that's why we isolate, which is the last one and it it just increases our problems. So what is the solution? What is the solution? And um what we offered in this lesson is uh, some choices to be made, and and first is just to begin to trust God that you designed your that that God designed you for meaning and purpose, mm-hmm. and 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 to lean into that, and then He gives us I, I I like to call it like a cycle or a habit or a routine. What what God offers His people is a system that constantly feeds them and energizes sure. them. That's the way he designed the universe. That's right. So so the universe is spinning, okay? And and then we ro- revolve around uh the sun. I mean everything about it is that that God is is bringing us mm-hmm. a- around and and it, it will restore us and and give us life and energy. And so he he says, you know, rest. Mm-hmm. Regularly rest. And this is what I'm finding. Because of the trauma, the skepticism, and the isolation, people aren't sleeping at night. Yeah. Um, so what do you do to help you sleep? I don't have much of a problem lately. Okay. <laughs> um, but one thing that I do that I did not do in, in my teens and 20s is I go to bed at pretty much the same time, pretty much 10 o'clock, uh, even, on, you know, even if I don't need to be up the next day. You go to bed at 10, you get up at 6. Yeah, routine That of, routine of when you go to bed. Yeah, and it just, you're used to going yes. to sleep at that time. Uh, so the routine helps you um, not having caffeine afternoon, you know. Yeah. Uh, a college professor taught me that. You turn the caffeine off at 12 o'clock afternoon time, and you don't go back to it. I would have never gotten through graduate school without caffeine after 12 <laughs> o'clock, but. That's another subject, but but I think that's true. I think that what we're doing is we're we're drugging ourselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, for for me, this is what I've learned over the years is that um, the routine of having a time when I go to bed and then, you know, I I don't I try not to watch TV or something that's going to upset my spirit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what somebody said. You can't, I, I forget who, it's probably some Facebook post, but you can't scream at your kid right before you put him to bed and then expect him to go, you know, have a great yeah. night's sleep. And it's, my daughter is really trying to push the envelope and she'll she'll do it in these sneaky ways that I don't even notice 
she's still awake. I thought she went to bed half an hour ago, you know, and you are tempted. That's called being a kid. It's not your daughter. I just want to help you. Oh, and I I tell her, I say, this is not unusual, you know, but um, you restrain that desire or instinct reaction to just scream and assert your will. And instead you just try to say, no, it's, it's time now. You try to be much more calm. You need to be that way with yourself as well. You can't watch people being murdered. You can't hear all the distress that's happening across the globe and then think you're going to sleep well. Yes. And so I, I think that, uh, you know, you have to, to, to do that. And, and I just think this is, to me, it's so practical, but then there's the other thing that I've learned over the years. So if you've had a trauma in your life and let's, let's define what a trauma could be. If, if you, it could be an abusive relationship in your life or if recently you had to have surgery, you've been to the doctor and for whatever reason, they gave you meds that put you down. I know a lot of people that do not have a good experience when they go through that. And it leaves them having a hard time going to sleep because of the experience that they had there. I know other people that, that were in the military and, and they they still have a trauma, okay? Um, I I just think... Trauma can be anything from being in a car wreck recently, um, having something taken away from you, a rejection, a broken relationship. In any one of those things, in in the physical world like that, it can take your rest from you. Mm -hmm. And what I'm telling you is is that I've over the years, I've helped people by just praying with them and and, and getting some healing of that. But this is what they've noted to me. They said, the enemy attacked me at night. So when when the kind of the the sun went down and they were home alone or you know whatever you know they do see something on TV that evening and it brings back their trauma. See that's what I think is really bad about the world of of television. It 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 it's they try to get your viewership through reenacting traumas. Yeah. Think of all the police shows, cop shows, and medical shows. Well, and and I, it just sets people off. It's just so crazy. When I was a kid, I would defend it because that's what I liked. You know, I like to see two guys brutalizing each other. Yeah. And now I'm like, why do I want to watch this? I can't wait for that new Creed movie or yeah, Rocky movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's just I no, I have no desire to see this, but there's something addictive about it. And you're correct; it's stealing our rest. Yes. And so what what I've what I've recommended to those people is this simply. Pray, but but go find some psalms and and regularly recite those psalms out loud before you go to bed. And what I find is it puts me in a God mindset, and it helps me. No, it. Listen, if I've had a had a pot of coffee, uh, right before bed, I, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep well. Okay, and 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 so. Doesn't matter how many psalms. I guess I'll keep reading Psalms till three a.m. Then I'll go to sleep. You know, but I think they, if people will begin to practice what I call the presence of rest and the presence of God, yeah, turn turn the lights down, uh, read your Bible, and and then go to bed. Uh, that's what's really good. And and so I think this is important. I think also. Um, if you'll put in your life the habit of fasting, I don't know how to explain this, but in my life when I've fasted, I sleep better. I think somehow when my body is not eating too much food, 
If you eat too much food, I think somehow your body puts all its energy into processing that and you have a hard time going to sleep. And, and, and I don't know how to explain it other than that. And that's, that's not scientific. That's just, I, I always just figured I, I was malnutritious and <laughs> passed out or something. I don't know. I don't know if in my mind, I think that sleep and food are related. Like if you don't get enough food, you need to sleep more, but that's again, probably way unscientific. No, no. What I'm saying is this, is that what I've found over the years is is when I take a period of time and I do fasting. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tend to, to give up a couple meals a day, eat one meal a day. Mm-hmm. I try not to eat too much at that one. And I do it earlier, not later in the evening. I sleep really good during those times. And if I've been out of whack somehow, I'll actually take some time to fast and pray mm-hmm. to, to take a few days and I'll get myself back into the routine of sleeping well, and I just sleep well. But but little things can throw off your sleep. Yes, when when you have a new child come into your home, your your sleep is gone. I'm right. sorry. Right. Um, you have to work that out with your spouse. Uh, if not, if you're a single parent, you've got to get someone in your life that's going to help you uh, with your child some, just so you can get some sleep. I, you you cannot. You cannot survive on no sleep, people. It will destroy you, and that's what I see. I want to look at this scripture because I, I, I want to I want to kind of challenge us, okay? It's from 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. And so there's something about God wants us to be whole, our body, our soul, and our spirit when he returns. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a, there's a responsibility that we have as Christians to live healthy. Yeah. And now this makes us feel guilty. Some of us feel guilty because we know we have some, some condition or something, you know, and, but I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying... Give God your best um, and and try to keep your weight under control. Exercise. Everybody needs to exercise some. I mean, my mom is 87, and she walks three miles a day. I mean, you're not going to stop her from walking her three miles, because I've tried. <laughs> but, you know, don't... I, I, well, it's, it's amazing that this is even a concern, though, because there are some circles in the faith that believe the body's just not important. God just doesn't care about it. God only cares about the spiritual... Why do you think they believe that? Misunderstanding of the faith, I get. Well, part of it is, I, I, you know, we have this idea of going to heaven when you die that kind of comes from Tom and Jerry more than it comes from the Bible. You know, Jerry's the mouse, right? I think he drops an anvil on Tom's head, and this ghost comes out of Tom's body and ascends mm. to heaven and is on a cloud with a harp. But the Lord's very clear when he resurrects us, he's resurrecting the body and that we will be in a transformed body for eternity and we'll live that way. So some of it, I think, is that misunderstanding. Um, maybe some of it is, you know, you hear too, too heavenly minded to be of any earthly good, you know, but the body is part of what God has created. Yeah. And, and here he's showing a respect for it. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. That's interesting. I mean, what if, what if we're wrong? Okay. And our resurrected body is closer to what we have now 
than not. And and I'm not saying I'm right. but, but it sounds to me like like some people are approaching this body as though it's a free hall pass. Yes. To be just really bad. I'm just gonna eat Twinkies and Ho Ho's every day, uh, three meals a day and, and wash it down with Mountain Dew. Right. You know, because I'm uh, get I'm getting a new one. This is a rental. That's right. This is a rental. And um yeah. Now I, I had a Greek professor who believed the he believed that However, you died. That's what you would look like for eternity. You know, so if you died as a toddler, you would be a toddler for all eternity. I'm really? not. I'm not sure where he got that idea. That yeah, seems a little goofy to me. But I. I don't. I don't. I'm not advocating that you're going to sure. keep the body you have. But what if God? Like, what if we all get to heaven and we have the body? I mean, what if we get to the resurrection of the dead? Let me get correct. Okay. Correct on this. Okay, and then. God says, "Okay, guys, some of you, you're going to to fat camp now, you know, and and you've got to go, you've got to get it in 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 shape. So in- no, you don't have high blood pressure. No, you don't have a a messed up hormone system or something. My point is, is that if if God expected Israel to be responsible with the physical land and how they had to maintain that. Exactly. God must have some responsibility for us with our body. Well, now, that doesn't mean I'm going to get face work and, and plastic surgery. Right. That's not what I'm talking that's about. That's a distortion. That's, that's yeah, and they do look distorted. Yeah, it doesn't look We won't good. even talk about <laughs> the people who've done that. But what I'm saying is that, that with my body, I need to, I need to give my best. I read an article. I think it was an article. Maybe Jennifer told me. She's she, but she said if you eat right, in a period of time over one year, your body's total cellular makeup is transformed in one year. That your body basically rebuilds itself at a cellular level on mm-hmm. a yearly basis. But the only thing that will bring about a change in that is if you change your diet, and um. The article and or Jennifer, whoever, was trying to convince me that I needed to eat more lean meat, more vegetables, uh, lower, you know, the the toxic things that I mm-hmm. eat, you know, with chemicals and pesticides in it, you know, and and that I would be a a fresher, healthier person, and I'm I'm trying to do that. Yeah, this this is one of the reasons. I, I mean, first of all, this is why the church has said for years that things like smoking drinking we've always regarded those as sins oh. and i thought that was they were trying to keep us from the fun stuff no no they said because this damages your body oh, and the good. lord doesn't want us doing that but you extend that you know there was one time you were you were talking about a show that used to be on mtv and i won't say the title because it's not a a nice title that oh, we want to have on our show but these boys in this show were abusing their bodies like they were yeah. stapling themselves because they thought oh, it was yeah. funny or whatever yeah. and that even disturbed oh. me you know, there's no book, chapter, and verse that perhaps it says don't staple yourself, but it's this idea you're talking about. You were given this body; you're not to be abusive to it. Why would you do something like that? Yeah, and and so some of you right now, you may be wondering what what am I listening to on Christian radio right now? And this is your next step. And we're talking about how sometimes God wants us to be more intentional with our body. Mm-hmm. And I guess what we're wanting to do is I want to challenge you to think about it. You know, um, are you the healthiest that you can be under reasonable circumstances for you? 
you know, if you're if you're in your 20s, health comes easily for most 20-year-olds. Okay? If you're in your 70s, health comes with more considerable effort. And I I believe that what God wants us to do is to manage our physical body and understand the importance of the body that we have in that it's a temple for his worship. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have to think about that. And so creating the habits of rest, creating the habits of prayer, but also of just physical exercise. You know, I'm not talking about prayer as an exercise, although I want you to pray, but I want you to also exercise. And and you need to know, I, I struggle with this. I don't, I mean, it's not like I, I certainly don't have a gym membership. I have, a, I have, I have outdoor requirements at home that require me to exercise. I have to mow. I have to, to keep up the property I have. And that's, that was my choice. That motivates me mm-hmm. to get physical exercise done. And, and I, I just think, what can you do honestly? Because that's why we have a low power mode right now. I mean, we've been in isolation. We've, we've been skeptical about relationships and government and everybody. We don't trust anything. And so this has kept us isolated and we're kind of in a trauma. And I'm saying, I think if we'll start sleeping right, exercising, reading God's word, praying, that that we'll be re-energized and get back to life. That's what I'm trying to get at. You're, You're suggesting the opposite of what your phone does. Your phone says, we see, you know, a situation and we are going to try to just reduce everything yeah. to survive. And you're saying, don't try to reduce, try to add, but yeah. add these good things, prayer, fasting, exercise, uh, sleep. Don't, don't try to, to, to survive, yeah. try to thrive during this time. And you will, that's what you're saying. Well, but that, I believe that that's because that's God's way. Exactly. God multiplies. He, he doesn't, he doesn't start Notice that God gave them more than enough manna in the wilderness. So he didn't, there was no jealousy needed to, to limit it to a limited supply. And I yeah. think jealousy always thinks there's a, there's a finite amount. Mm-hmm. And with God, there's an infinite amount. And so if you will lean into it, and if you will give some energy towards exercise, if you'll give some energy towards prayer, God will give you more back. And that's what will get you out of low power mode is getting your body moving, getting, getting your, I, I, basically your body, mind, and your spirit moving with God. Hey, wow. let me say a quick prayer for you. Lord, I, I, I pray for everybody listening to our voice. I thank you that they took the time to be with Doug and I today. I pray, Lord, that they will move towards you. They'll get moving in their body and just praise you today and serve you well. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, come visit us at the church next door. We'd love to see you personally. Join us for a celebration this Easter at The Church Next Door. We would love to have you there. Find out more at thechurchnextdoor.org. That's thechurchnextdoor.org. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now wherever you get your podcasts.
Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. I really need you to help me right now because the Bible says that if we agree, it's more powerful and it impacts even the angelic hosts. I know we all have someone in need in our life, so let's pray today for unbelieving loved ones in our lives. Father, today we want to come before you as intercessors. We, we know that to be an intercessor is your highest calling because an intercessor goes before the throne of God and, and you're asking for the kingdom of God to come in a certain way. And, and we know that you call us friend. That's what the word of God says. You call us friend. And God, it, it, it's your heart for people to come to know you, to experience the kingdom, to experience your forgiveness, to experience your love. And God, today we're coming as intercessors because we have these loved ones that have not fully committed their lives to you. There's some area of unbelief. There's some blockage. Sometimes we know it and sometimes we don't know what it is. Lord, we're kind of confused as to why they have not surrendered to your love. And today we're praying that you would move. God, we're asking you to send angelic forces. We're asking you to change circumstances. God, we're asking you to do mighty things. God, you sent Jonah to Nineveh that a city might repent and we're asking you to send someone and if that includes us and we've been resistant forgive us we will go we will go immediately but show us Lord begin to move begin to work in these loved ones lives we come before you we're desperate for you we're like a parent who loves a child that needs health and healing they came to you and you healed them well Lord our family our loved ones they need salvation They need to repent. They need to turn back from the road they're on. Some of them have worshiped with us before you, and we are just heartbroken. We don't understand. We're unclear on this. But today, we, we say, may they be removed from the fowler's snare today. God, bring them home in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I just love praying. You know, my life has been forever changed by prayer. Everyone who comes to know Christ's life is changed by prayer. And we want to help you grow in prayer. So we're inviting you today as one of our friends and part of this ministry to go to yournextstepnow.com and we will give you a free prayer guide. It's an ebook. All you have to do is give us your email address. Your email address at yournextstepnow.com and you get our free prayer guide and you can join us every day. Be a part of the ministry. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. Join us for a celebration this Easter at the church next door. Worship, fellowship, 
baptisms, a message of hope and joy and victory from our lead pastor, Doyle Jackson. This year, Easter's on April the 9th, but we'll have services on the 8th and the 9th. Come at 5 p.m. on the 8th or Sunday morning at 9.20 or 11. So we would love to have you there. Find out more at thechurchnextdoor.org. That's thechurchnextdoor.org. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-media.com.